This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring your questions about Oklahoma. I'm Claire Donnelly. Oklahoma has more than 500 school districts, 540 to be exact, and that's if you include charter schools. That's up to three times more than some states with similar numbers of students. KGOU listener Beverly Funderburg emailed How Curious and asked, how did Oklahoma end up with so many school districts? There's some pretty interesting history here, but we'll come back to that in a second. First, let's talk about where we are now. I'm Jim Mackle, and I'm the Dean of the College of Education and Professional Studies at the University of Central Oklahoma. Jim Mackle made a list of Oklahoma school districts, organized by student population. At the top of the list are two districts, the state's biggest, Oklahoma City Public Schools and Tulsa Public Schools. At the bottom are about 400 districts, with fewer than 1,000 students each. So Oklahoma has mostly small districts. I was surprised to learn that there are 29 school districts in the state that serve fewer than 100 students, which to me is just baffling. Because this state has a lot of districts, it also has a lot of school superintendents. They're the people in charge of districts. Mackle says the state could free up about $27 million if it combined some districts or consolidated them. That would mean multiple districts would come together to share one superintendent. It doesn't necessarily mean any schools would shut down. Mackle says then there would be fewer superintendent salaries and more money. What's a little misleading is that just because we have more school districts means we spend more money on administration. Um, According to U.S. Census data, that's not true at all. This is reporter Emily Wendler. She covers education for State Impact Oklahoma, a collaboration between the state's NPR stations. Wendler says if you're looking at just superintendent salaries, yes, Oklahoma spends the same amount or more than states with similar student populations, like Kentucky, Louisiana, Alabama, and South Carolina. But she says Oklahoma spends less overall on administration. And sometimes superintendents aren't just superintendents. They're also principals or science teachers or coaches or bus drivers. So say you consolidated two schools with 100 students or two school districts with 100 students and you had two superintendents wearing lots of different hats. You know, it's, it's not like you just all of a sudden have one superintendent wearing all those hats. So the district might have to find other people to do those jobs after consolidation. Some people say the number of districts isn't the real problem. Jim Mackles heard this from his friends and colleagues. They said, we've got so many big problems right now to address. This is just a distraction. To think about saving a few million dollars by combining school districts. They want to focus on things like attracting teachers and increasing their salaries. Okay, now back to our original question. How did Oklahoma end up with so many districts in the first place? Like so many things, it goes back to the 1889 land run. That's when the federal government opened up land in Oklahoma for white settlement after forcing out Native Americans. But the United States didn't provide any real rules for early settlers. The best that they could do was send a, um, an army troop from Fort Reno to maintain order. This is Larry Johnson. He's the special collections manager for the Metropolitan Library. It just became 
uh, chaotic because they couldn't collect taxes. They couldn't really legally sell land because it hadn't been properly surveyed and things like that. So um, by May of 1890, uh, they created um, Oklahoma Territory. Indian Territory had its own varied education system. In Oklahoma Territory, U.S. officials took the laws from Nebraska and applied them here just so they'd have something to start with. Eventually, officials started making their own school laws. Johnson says in the beginning, there wasn't really money to pay for public schools. So if you wanted education, you paid for it yourself, like we do now with private schools. Then officials created the school land system. Each town would lease land to farmers and ranchers and use the money to fund schools. They, they wanted a decentralized and very local system. And so they, uh, they administered the schools from a county superintendent who would then oversee the various districts in his county. A county superintendent. That's one step above district superintendents. County superintendents were elected. They were political jobs, which, Johnson says, caused some problems. Those were the days of machine politics and patronage and uh, corruption and things like that. We know that a lot of those jobs, they, they rewarded people by giving them jobs in the schools. So teacher and administrator quality varied greatly. At the time, districts could also set their own property tax rate, which would determine how much money went to schools. Johnson says it was kind of a mess. You get this really ugly looking thing with a lot of inequity. I read one thing, as an, just to give you an example, it said that only 25% of the schools had a United States map in them. Here's an even crazier number. Oklahoma had just under 6,000 school districts when it became a state in 1907. 6,000. Johnson says that's because state law required it to provide free public schools and free transportation within a two-mile radius. If you consider that people um, were, were widely dispersed, you're going to have to have more schools so that they could be within two miles of a school, essentially. Now, let's jump ahead to 1947. Lawmakers decide they need to consolidate some of these schools. Through negotiation, they set the threshold that they would consolidate any school with less than eight pupils. They did that for 1,600 districts. Now, there were almost 4,000 districts instead of just under 6,000. Johnson says that was a major victory for lawmakers. But there was a lot of resentment in rural areas. Johnson's dad grew up in Dewey County. His neighbors and family and friends all gathered at the local school for their Christmas party, for the ice cream social, um, for uh, weddings, uh, any kind of community type event they would have at the school. So they lost this gathering place when schools closed. In 1955, Oklahoma was considering a bill on school integration called the Better Schools Act. Johnson says this measure incentivized districts to integrate and consolidate. Basically, it said that if two segregated schools combined into one integrated one, the school could keep the money from both original schools. The bill passed. Johnson says the number of school districts got smaller, but not overnight. According to the State Department of Education, there were about 600 in 1989. It's not easy to trace the exact numbers, but eventually we got to where we are today. So back to our question, how did Oklahoma end up with so many school districts? Well, we have fewer than we used to. We're down about 90% from the original number, but we still have a lot. 
and some people say combining districts even more would save the state money. But others think the number of districts isn't the real problem. Thanks for listening to How Curious. The show is a production of KGOU Radio. It's produced by me, Claire Donnelly, and edited by Jacob McClelland. David Gray composed our theme music. This is the last episode of the second season of How Curious. We'll be back with more episodes in the new year. 